One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sonny. I am, of course, here with my co-host, Caleb. Yo! And before we get too far in, we want to take just a moment to thank our patrons. So a huge thank you to Cam Yang, Austin Johnson, Kane Martin, Gate Guardian Support, HGH Cyber, Madam Vare's Smugness... Marshawn Jones, Zyphorus, Zephyrius, AD, Aaron Gardner, ABC, it's easy as one, two, three, Anthony Leela, Blackwing, Silverwind, The Ascendant is a Floodgate, Branded Fart, Cult of the Eltrich, Gummy Bear, Damien Zinc, Dank Nugs, Invoked Fart, Mountain Man, Nico Gown Number One, Bottom Text, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pig, Rudolph, Sneaky Links, St- Sunny You Stubbornness, It Was Super Effective, Unbanned Number 95, Konami, Virtually Savior's World, What Does Pot of Greed Do, Zingus Khan, Asami, Dragon Maid Endless Behavior, Libromancer Best Deck, Maxi Solves Combo, Nordic Best Deck, Old Man Red, Pin Code 143, Ray Powell, Shockmaster Did Nothing Wrong, Slaking It Up, VFD's Nuts, <laughs> Got him! <laughs> what? There's no way. I cannot legally say that. That that's that's the last name. What? There's no way I cannot legally say that is the name. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god. Oh so I told god. Caleb before we recorded that I was like, yeah, we got a couple of new patrons. He was like, oh cool. What are our names? Are they are they funny? And I'm like, oh they're funny. I was like, do you want to know them or do you want me to surprise you in the recording? And I said, surprise me. <laughs> exactly. So you know, I think it was worth it. And the best part was that naturally, by the way we sort it, which is by tier and then by alphabetical, it just naturally worked out that the newest ones were just the last two names, and it is good stuff. Yep. All right, so I think that before we go any farther, we are going to go ahead and just knock out the quick stuff. 
So we do, of course, want to thank a couple of sponsors. First of all, we want to thank Dragon Shield Sleeves. Dragon Shield is one of the largest accessory makers in the world for all of your your card game needs. They have everything that you need as far as sleeves, deck boxes, binders, and play mats for you know the card games that you play. They have standard and Japanese size sleeves, over sleeves, under sleeves. They have all kinds of amazing products. I'm a big fan of their shuffle feel. So when you're hand shuffling, it sounds something like this. You know? You know Very nice. Yeah, like something good like that. Or when you're just shuffling the deck, it's just a good smooth shuffle all the way through. And I personally cannot recommend them enough. If you are a fan of Dragon Shield and you want to get some of their products, be sure to check out their affiliate link. It is in the description down below. Just click it before you shop, costs you nothing extra. Also, we want to thank Millennium Threads on Etsy. Millennium Threads is a shop that they sell all kinds of Yu-Gi-Oh! branded or Yu-Gi-Oh! themed products. You can get hats, hoodies, and things like that. We One of his more recent products that I'm super, that I'm like super keen on is the Crush Card Virus. Yes. So you put on like a hat or something. Oh, it's so cool. Yes. So that was made for actually Crush Card YGO, Crush Cards, uh, which is Brian and, um, oh gosh, now I feel like the worst person in the world for not remembering her name. She's super nice. We met her at Charlotte. Oh my gosh, they, they were so cool. Yeah, they gave us an awesome sticker. It's on my deck box. Yeah, but Brian and, um, you know what? Nope, this is not going to work. I have to go look it up now. All right, while you're looking it up, I will talk a little bit more about Millennium Threads. Um, he did send us a, he did send us both like hoodies. I got me a zip up hoodie because that's just my personal preference. With our logo on it, and oh my god, does it look amazing. So, hey, Millennium Threads, if you're listening, thanks. This is this is great. Like, it really is. Yeah, I, I really cannot say enough how how great they are. Um, honestly, just, it's good stuff. Yeah, I, I enjoy my hoodie immensely. Logan, Brian and Logan, I'm so sorry. If y'all are listening, I'm so sorry. I'm bad. <laughs> I'm so bad with names thousand apologies we have dishonored yeah you. yeah i'm so sorry it, it I, I had a long day i work outside it's like 110 degrees oh today God. it was like 90 percent humidity it was horrible yeah but once again thank you to uh millennium, millennium threads over on etsy their link will be in the description below yeah absolutely check out millennium threads on etsy of course check out dragon shield their link will be in the description also if you're shopping on tcg check out our tcg player affiliate link which will also be in the description down below. All right, now that we got that all that out of the way. Yep. All we have left to do is say, if you're on YouTube, be sure to check it out. Check out uh, subscribing if you enjoy the episode. If you enjoy the content, uh, be sure to leave comments, likes. If you're on Apple or Spotify, be sure to go ahead and just click that follow button. Costs you nothing. It's just it helps us out immensely. So, okay. Well, now let's, let's get into some new products. Yes. Yeah, sorry about that. We went kind of long there. Uh, normally our intros try to be like three minutes. That one's like five and a half, but we try. We we tried. Yeah, we're, we're we're trying to make them shorter. I promise. All right, so let's first talk about the Magnificent Mavens product. So Magnificent Maven, the 2022 holiday box booster set, combines dozens of popular cards from previous sets with new cards for Sky Strikers, Mayakashi's Witchcrafters, and Ishizu Ishtar's deck from the original animated series. Ishizu, she did uh, Earth Fairies. Yes. 
The all-foil ultra-rare booster set includes new cards for these four themes, plus dozens of cards available once again, including hot cards like Blackluster Soldier, Soldier of Chaos, Sword Soul of Moyi, Trap Trick Sarah, and Blue Eyes Abyss Dragon. Each box of Magnificent Mavens contains one pack of 70 card sleeves, which is one of six new sleeve designs for Sky Strikers, Mayakashis, or Witchcrafters, four booster packs with five ultra-rare cards per pack, and then select cards are also available in the Egyptian Hieroglyphic Pharaoh's Rare Ultra Rare Foil style. Like the uh, Egyptian Gods, huh? Yes. From last year. Right, yes, from yeah. King's Court. Yeah. Yes, uh, and the product release date is November 3rd as of right now, but I'm going to be honest with you. It's, I, I, I'm thinking I'll get pushed back into December. Either into December or like mid to late November around Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they probably want it on on shelves before Black Friday, but yeah, we'll bare see. minimum before Christmas. Yes, hence the holiday box thing. Right. Um, I know a friend of ours who's going to probably be buying a lot of that. <laughs> yes, I think that the this including seventy card sleeves is a really nice addition. Oh yeah, no, because that's enough for your main side and extra. Mm-mm. No, forty, no. fifty-five, seventy. I guess if you play a 40-card deck, yeah, it if, is. Yeah, if you play a 40-card deck, it is exactly enough for your... But who does mace. that these days? Me. Why? There's so many cards that increase consistency in the game. It makes no sense to play 40 I'm playing days. Dino. And? I can't increase my consistency any further without, like, Pot of Prosperity instead of Extravagance. That's fair. All right, let's go ahead and get on into the... Uh, okay, hold on. So uh, next up, we actually have the full list for OTS 19. Yeah, that one. That's what I was, that's that's, was going to get into. Uh, so earlier today, uh, it was kind of a big thing on Twitter, and I think yesterday too, was that the tokens are Slime Token and Mask Token, which are disappointing. Both, to say the least. I, I made a post about this on Twitter. Yeah. The... Don't get me wrong. I enjoy our Slimy Boy and the dude. He's just some dude. Um, yeah, they're just anime tokens, which, which, I mean, listen, that that's that's fine, you know. But throw the anime tokens in somewhere else, and I'm not gonna lie, I like the slime token a lot. I think it's a cool looking token. Oh, so do I. Expansion Ultra, ugh. Yeah, that'll be super. Oh, it's an OTS pack. I thought there were ultras. There are no ultras in OTS packs. Well, look at me being stupid. What's new? Okay, so... Whoa, yeah, exactly. well, if you don't respond, then it's just mean. <laughs> That's why I didn't respond. <laughs> okay, so moving into the actual cards. Uh, so we have Fallen of Albaz, Water Enchantress of the Temple, and Skill Drain as Ultimate Rares. We, I mean, they're good enough Ultimate Rare picks, I guess. Some people did ask for a Skill Drain reprint, but I don't think that meant like this. Yeah, no, it would have been much better as a common here. Yeah. Um, and then there, and then for uh, supers, we have Caius, the mo- the Shadow Monarch, normal Caius, yes. Trap Eater, Pain Painter, that's a cool one, DD Beformat, 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 thank you, yeah, Performer Pal, Odd Eyes Dissolver, uh, Flame uh, DDD Flame King Genghis, uh, DDD Oracle King, Dark, uh, yeah, Dark, uh, Forbidden Chalice, and then for the commons, we have Hercules Beetle, uh, Kawag. Kuagata, what symbol is that? I think that's. I, I don't think it's Alpha. I think it's something else. Um, because on my notes, it's not showing up the right symbol. Yeah, it, it's it's some kind of weird symbol. Hold on, let me look at it on your screen. Well, it looks just looks like a lowercase a on my screen. 
That's Alpha. Is it? That's Alpha. It's Kuwagata. Oh. It's uh, Kuwagawa. Kuwagata Alpha. Okay. Uh, Swamp Battle Guard. Lava Battle Guard. Night Assailant. Hopefully with the re- with the correct uh, text this time. Yeah. Gore is the emissary of darkness. Uh, Lone Fire Blossom. Heroic Challenger. Thousand Blades. Wisdom Eye Magician. Performer Pal. Skulker Pet Joker. And Fairy Tale Snow. Destruto the Lost Dragon's f- Frisian. Heroic Champion Excalibur, Heroic Champion Gandiva, Synth Amplifier, and Red Reboot. So can I just say how much this OTS set sucks? And it sucks for modern, but it's got a lot of really... It sucks for multiple reasons. Well, I was going to say, it's also got like a bunch of really cool reprints for for, uh, legacy formats. Okay, so let's start with the ultimate rares. I, I guess I'm like fine with these ultimate rares. Like they're okay, I guess. I think I'd be warmer on them if the entire adventure engine hadn't like fallen off the face of the face of the earth. Yeah, and it's not even that it fell off the face of the earth, right? Because it's still used in a lot of decks. But I mean, okay. Here, here's my thing, and this might seem like like a terrible gripe. But if you look at OTS sets of the past, they all had a generic card. Like, if we look at this, Fallen of Albaz is specifically for the Despia deck. Yeah. Water Enchantress is specifically for Adventure decks. And, and let me guess, whether or not you want to admit it, Skull Drain is specifically for Eldritch. Right. Or retro formats, if you want to go that way, which is yeah. fine. I mean, to be fair, Normal Summon Beast King Barbaros under Skill Drain beat face. Right. And, you know, that's fine. I guess you could almost call Skill Drain, like, the generic card of these. But In quotation you, marks. Right. But when you go back and look at other sets, you've got Divine Arsenal AA Zeus. That's just a more generic card that a lot of decks play. Anything Nibiru. with exceeds. Yeah, Nibiru the Primal Being, Infinite Impermanence. These are just cards that a lot of decks play. They're yeah. just better cards. And another Chalice reprint? Was Chalice getting kind of expensive? Yes. Ah, okay. Never mind. I- I'm fine with Chalice here. As-, as far as the supers, the only supers that I actually like here actively are Caius and Forbidden Chalice. That's it. Every uh, other super here could have been a different card, and I would have been perfectly happy. I'm kind of keen on Pain Painter, but that's just because I like zombies. I mean, I guess, yeah, but Trap Eater, Pain Painter, DD Burfamet, Perform Pal, Odd Eyes, Dissolver, DDD Flame King Genghis, DDD Oracle the Ark are all, they all could have been replaced. But, I mean, you could have put Ash Blossom in here. Mm-hmm. You could have put Sword Soul Blackout in mm-hmm. here. As a super. Yeah, because it's the only card in the entire deck that's not foil. There's a lot of things that they could have, that they could have done and probably should right. have done. I mean, if but we're, if we're printing Caius the Shadow Monarch, because it's a 3 or $4 card for retro formats, why aren't we reprinting other retro format cards besides this and Chalice? Uh, Gores and Lone Fire is also in there, too. Oh, I mean, okay, in the commons, sure, I guess. But, like, if you're going to give love to retro formats, I mean, Gores and you know Lone Fire were already dirt cheap cards. You know Print what cards that actually have some value. That way people can actually have access to cards that are hard to get to. Uh, Revive King Hades. I was about to say, Revive King Hades would have been good there. And, like, maybe even, hey, we're going to slip, like, a band super in there just for retro formats. Absolutely. And slip in, like, a Metamorphosis or a Trap uh, Dust Shoot. Trap Dust Shoot. Absolutely. Those would have been great picks. Dim- uh, Dimension Fusion. 
that's a $35 card for any copy, mm -hmm. at least. Uh, I'm still waiting on that Time Wizard product, Konami. Right. I mean, and look at the comments. Hercules, Beetle, okay, I guess. Kugata Alpha, sure, I guess. Swamp Battle Guard, Mava Battle Guard. Why are these here? I don't know. I guess this is a terrible. I guess because we're terrible getting, choice. I guess because we're supposed to be getting uh the uh a new battle guard soon. Like Battle Guard Shaman, I think he's called. Who cares? Yeah, because Swamp and Lava are terrible, and Battle Guard King's not any better. Right. Uh, if you're gonna do that. I mean, Snow is a great reprint here. Yeah, okay, I'll give him that. Snow and maybe Skullcrabat Joker are both, right. good, are both good reprints here. And I, I'm maybe fine Red with Reboot. I was about to say, I'm fine with Red Reboot, too. But there's so many other cards that desperately need reprints that just don't have them. Yeah, they, they could have done something better here, but they didn't. Right. So, I mean, even if you look at, like, meta-relevant hand traps, you know what would have great printing here? Skullmeister. As oh. a super. Yeah, Super Skullmeister would have been nice. Because um, right now, it's only secret and collector's rare. It's got, a, it's got a rare. And, well, yeah, and rare, but, I mean... Holographic printing. Right. Yeah. And there might be another one in there somewhere, but... I think there's a common printing, too. I, I, I just remember when... Before that rare came out, it was like... 20... It was a super... 8, eight yeah. or $10 or something it, it like that. It was a super from the 5Ds era. No, it was a secret. It was a secret from the 5Ds here. I stand corrected. Yeah, original printing, it was in Star Strike Blast as a secret. Yeah. It did have a super rare in Code of the Duelist. But, and it had a common in Power Code Link Structure Deck. But even the commons were like $10. Yeah, yeah. So, I stand by Ancient Guardians being a bad set. Because that's where they reprinted it as a, uh, it, it, as a rare and a... It was, collector. A, it was a bad set with like two good cards in it. Much like this OTS pack. <laughs> well, I, I will admit this OTS pack has like a handful of good cards. I'm not admitting that. I mean, I guess it's just, but dude, come on. People don't want OTS packs for the commons. They want them for the hollow upgrades. No, I, that, that line of thinking, that faulty logic, is exactly why we are where we are. I de I disagree vehemently. I think that the commons, being the bulk of what you're going to see, are the most important part of this. That's a fair point. I, I just don't see the point in putting garbage commons in here for the sake of putting garbage commons. If you want this product to be worth it for the player base, don't fill it with terrible pack filler. Put actual cards in there that people need access to and cannot get access to because you refuse to print them for no reason. You know well, a great card that would have been in here, could have been in here? Hmm. A meta, extremely meta-relevant card that hasn't seen a printing in a few years that just got pulled off the ban list, not extremely recently, but a, a few ban lists ago that are like $10 for the cheapest copy. Hmm. Sky Shocker Mobilize Engage. Fair, yeah. Engage would have been great here. Hornet Drones. Or maybe not Hornet Drones. Maybe it's Widow Anchor. Whichever one of them. There, there's like $10, $15. Just throw, throw a common printing in here. There's no reason not to. Well, no, there is a good reason to. I said there's no reason not to. No, no, no. All I'm saying is there is a good... There's I mean, a good reason not to. You mean. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. How else are they going to sell that Maven box later this year? Here's the thing about it. You can... That's the beauty of Konami being Konami and being able to structure these. 
Yeah, yeah. You can structure this in a way where you make this desirable and also that desirable. Both things are possible. Mm -hmm. That's just my thoughts on it. I, I see no reason for these to continuously suck every time over and over. We're never really happy with these. Uh, yeah, there's never been an OTS pack that I've looked at and been like, I'm happy with everything in here. I, it's always, I'm happy with like two cards. Yeah, and even if we go look at when we do in the Patreon episodes, which by the way, if you're a Patreon, there's an extra episode every week. We've been doing this long running series where we go through and review each set that releases and we talk about all the sets. You know, it's sometimes we do. Then it's better relevancy now. Right. And we'll go through the whole set. Well, we also do like OTS packs and stuff because we do every set release. And when we do those OTS packs or at the time, I think right now we're in tournament packs or maybe we just hit astral packs. I can't help but see how amazing those packs were. Well, the well the original tournament packs were all hot, hot garbage. Cool. The, yes, the the original. So you would, the original the, tournament packs, one through like five, yeah, were not very like, great. Because like, the high end stuff would be good, but the low end stuff would be bad. Because like some of the chase cards was like Quagar Hercules, the the insect, the only insect fusion, right? Which was nothing back then that was bad but it became relevant later which is fine but even as when you get it, even just at tournament pack two your main chase card there is morphing jar you know they're already putting meta relevant cards in those packs well yeah you get into the champion packs that's when they're like well this card hasn't been reprinted as a common yet so here you go Right, or hey, this could use a nice bump. I mean, there's that one champion pack. I think it's got Pyramid, Turtle, Gravekeeper, Spy. I mean, it's, it's got like four really good cards in it. Yeah. And now we get these champion packs, and I get I get that they have to fill it up a little bit more because they are there's a super in all of them, but that doesn't that doesn't give them an excuse to make them bad. That doesn't that's not an excuse for poor card choices. You have 10,000 cards to choose from and you have probably 2,000 or 1,000 probably probably somewhere between 1 and 2,000 that see regular play some way or another. Yeah, I'd probably what? say closer to, to probably closer to 500. Maybe 500 if you're just talking about meta play. Yes. If we're, if we're, if we're, if we're including retro formats, if we're talking about yeah, GOAT yeah, format, yeah, yeah, yeah. chaos format, if we're talking about Teledad, if we're talking about you know edison plant synchro all these I different just, retro formats there's cards that are relevant in those formats that are expensive i just had a really cool idea for a product they could push go for it okay so time wizard pack the it's one a, that we've been hollering on, about it's a it's an ots pack but nothing but reprints from just random eras so like you'll open up a pack get a metamorphosis uh a dandelion and Caius. Right. It's just random cards from all retro formats, and that's it. That's the entire set. Random, but expensive How cards. would you distribute those? I would probably do like, probably in the exact same kind of thing where you got like a certain amount of old, like three ulties and a certain amount of supers and comments. No, how, how, not how would you distribute the cards in the pack. How would you distribute the packs to the players? How would I, you get them to the players? Oh, I was going to say use them kind of like OTS packs. But only for Time Wizard tournaments? But only at Time Wizard tournaments. 
here's the issue with that. They have to have Time Wizard tournaments, first off. Konami would actually have to care enough to host Time Wizard tournaments. Yeah. And they created the format, and they don't care. They expect the community to just do it themselves, which the community is really great at doing. This community will find a way to do this themselves. But here's the thing. They shouldn't have to. Yeah, there should be some sort of... Oversight. I wouldn't even say oversight. At least some sort of push to at least make it feasible for a average player to pick up some of these old cards yes like metamorphosis which is kind of needed like, to play like goat. 11 or 12 dollars yeah which is needed to play goat right or just even getting the big three trap dust shoot is like a 10 to 15 dollar card yeah and uh, that's played in goat format and every format from its release all the way to its banning it's played in all of them bruh Bayou the Emblem of Honor. That's a great one. It's like, cheapest copy, I think, is eight to ten dollars. Yeah. It's just, and that card could see meta relevant play soon. Yeah, because they're like, oh my god. There's no reason not to reprint Vayu here. Listen, listen. Well, here's the thing. I don't think this. I don't think that. I think we'll be on the next OTS pack by the time Darkwing Blast comes out in the TCG. Yes. They might reprint Vayu there. And by, Maybe they and, should. And by God, if they do, it better be a common. Or it should be reprinted as a common in Darkwing Blast itself. That won't happen because Darkwing Blast is a core set and they do not do reprints in core sets. They need to start doing reprints in core sets for stuff no. like that. No. No. <laughs> I don't um, want reprints in core sets. Fair I enough. I see where you're coming from. I just don't want um, reprints in core sets. Another possibility is the side set for... Or give us promos back in special editions. Yeah. Special editions with promos and promos having things like Vayu could be great. Yeah, or even like, well, another another possibility is them putting it in next year's, like, King's Court. Like, side set? Yeah, like, next year's side set. They could even put it in Magnificent Mavens. Yeah, just just slide one in there. Yeah. Just slide one in there. They could even put the Ghost Girls in there. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely could put the Ghost Girls in there, since it's a female-centric. Right. Well, it just bothers me how they structure these is all. Yeah. That's yeah. all I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I said, that, like, I, I just really want to buy you reprint, because it's... God, values are expensive. Yeah, now that you're playing a Blackwing Edison deck with no value, you're like, dog, I need values. Because there's been several times where I'm like, listen, I would love to activate Black Whirlwind here, but I have no more targets. Right. Or I would love to activate Shura here, but I have no more valid targets. Right. It's just... It's infuriating. Yeah, yeah, and I don't have $8, I don't have $10 to go drop on a card that I'm only going to use once. Exactly. Because that is when tournaments are kind of few and far between, unfortunately. Right. Okay, so moving right along, let's get into some new cards. No, let's talk about the OCG ban list first. Well, I was going to talk about that after the new cards, because new cards, new. Well, I was going to finish out this segment with the new cards, and then if that's okay with you. Okay, that's fine, that's cool. All right, so let's do the OCG ban list. We're just going to kind of glaze over this and talk about why these cards might have gotten the hits they got. Because at the end of the day, we have not done an OCG meta update in a long time. Probably like five months. I mean, because it's kind of not pertinent to us. Right. Just understand that Splite is like tier zero over there. And tier elements are the... Hard tier zero. What's funny is that tier elements are kind of creeping into the meta in in a big way. Yeah, yeah. But they're but, being gate-capped heavily 
By I wouldn't even say that. I think the most recent update, Tier Elements, actually, it was it, like they took splites out of Tier Zero. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I think the last meta update that I saw, Tier Elements were like 40 to 50%. Gee, well, to be fair, the funniest part about Tier Elements, in my opinion, now this is the funniest, not the best, the funniest, is if you're all going up against a Kragen Shark deck and they just make Stealth Kragen uh, set, goes a match, pass, standby flip, goes a match, you just kind of go, okay. I'm sorry to tell you, buddy. Normal summon. Right. <laughs> they just go off normally. Because that happened to someone on Twitter, but they were playing Marincess. Who was it? Marincess. Who, who was, was it? it? Was it Yada? I, I don't know. I don't remember. I think... I don't remember who it was, but I, I just thought it was the funniest thing. So... just I'm sorry to tell you this, buddy. Normal summon Marincess, uh, the Marincess searcher. <laughs> so let's talk about these. Oh, yeah. First, we have the Forbiddens. There's three. So we have Totally Awesome, Christian Hockey Fibrax, and Vanity's Emptiness. Totally Awesome was definitely a hit for Splite. Oh. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, because literally the, any any one Splite monster could result in multiple Totally Awesomes. Yes. Very good. And here's the thing. They only run, like, three frogs. And that's yes. all they need to get the Totally Awesome to gate twice. Yes. It's awful. Next, we have Christron Hockey Fibrax, which I, th I th I'm gonna just gonna be honest. I think this card deserves to be banned to a point. I don't know. I think that might also have been a splite hit. hit. That makes sense because they, because of the way they abuse Link twos. Yeah, yeah, because they yeah. And then Vanity's Emptiness. I, honestly, the card probably should have been gone for a long time anyway. But I mean, it's gone here, isn't it? Yes, and it's been gone here for a very, very long yeah, yeah. time. Next, we have the limited list. They moved Eva to one. This is fine because Eva was at three over there, and Drytron is a problem. Spellbook of Judgment from zero to one. I'm honestly fine with this. I said it. I've been on the record saying that this would be fine for quite a while. Um, my issue, my, like my only issue with it, is that it kind of makes makes me a little nervous. But I think that's because I played during. The Spellbook Dragon Ruler format. Yeah. So that card coming off kind of makes me nervous, but it's just like that. I don't think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, I I'm fine with it, but it's one of the most powerful cards in the game's history. It also loses immensely to Ash Blossom. So. Oh, absolutely. Next and, uh, and Maxi. Yeah. And the next, the last limited card is Branded Opening. I'm fine with this. This is just a hit to Branded because yep. they hadn't hit it yet over there. Semi-limited, you have Gen X ally Birdman. Probably fine. Fluanderies in the Magnificent Map. Consistency hit to Fluanderies. Yeah. And Branded Fusion. Consistency hit to Branded. Now, the Unlimiteds are wild. Are Some of them are fascinating. Yes. So, Orcus Harport at three. That's crazy to me that they're cool with Harport at three over there. We have him banned over here, and he's at three over there now. Uh, But I think he they actually had him at banned and then put him to one. Oh, he's been at one over there for a long time. Yeah, did nothing. And then it was like two still did nothing in any format that's really diverse in the ocg and they don't have like a tier zero format harp orchest always is has a representative showing yeah so next you have harmonizing magician probably fine i don't know what this card does but it's probably fine night assailant fine it perfectly has an errata yeah perfectly fine with the errata thunder dragon roar this is perfectly fine colossus is still banned i believe over there lone fire to three perfectly fine we have lone fire over here trishula I don't know why they keep doing this, but I guess 
wind up carrier Zenmei 80 to 3. This is hilarious because this is a full hey. Hunter is unbanned. Or is is Hunter banned over there? No. Yeah, Hunter is unbanned. Carrier's they, at three. As far as I know, they now have full power to wind up. Um double check that. They yeah, might, I'm gonna they, go double check. They might check have that. banned Hunter before. And it's just been banned this whole time because all we're looking at is what they changed. Not even like the full, it's just what they changed. Yeah, I I'm just going to glance over this right. real quick because um, I think, yeah, no, Wind Up Hunter is actually still banned over there. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So they have full power wind ups without Hunter, which means no hand ripping. But it's still a very good deck. Yeah, because Zen Mighty can still loop and put out a bunch of monsters. Yeah, it, honestly, it's a really cool, very fun deck to play. Um, I I've been seeing gameplay of it and people doing boards, and the boards are really cool. So, yeah. uh, Oh yeah, no, it's 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 definitely really interesting. Uh, Next, you have the beginning of the end. I think this card's at three over here, and I think it's fine. Yeah, Raikiki, it's at three over here. It's just kind of funny sometimes. Divine Wind of the Mist Valley. I think this is an FTK enabler, but yeah. it's probably honestly fine. And Swords Holy Emergence, unhitting what was a consistency hit to begin with. This is fine. Yeah. And then we have some new cards. Woo. All right, so we're going to... Okay, so... We're going to fly through these, that yeah, way we can get to our next segment. And we're going through the order that they were released in. Okay. So first off, I want to start with the first stuff, because I'm excited about this. Go for it, you can read yeah. them all. All right, so first off, we have the new Vernalizer Fairies. Uh, Vera, the Vernalizer Fairy Goddess. Fairy Earth, uh, effect monster, level 8. 2400 attack, 3000 defense. She's big. She got a big booty. Um, you can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, you can target a face-up monster your opponent controls. Take control over it, and if you do, it becomes Earth. That's really good. Two, during your opponent's turn, quick effect, you can target an Earth monster in your graveyard, special summon it. Awesome. Three, once per turn while you control five or more Earth monsters, easy to do in this deck, um, you can negate any monster effect activated by your opponent if you destroy that monster. For those wondering, this is a note here. For those wondering, yes, she negates when the monster effect resolves. So, if you control four Earths and chain the second effect, you will get in within range. So your opponent, so your opponent activates a monster effect, you chain her negate effect, and then in response to her negate effect, you chain her quick effect by summon of the fifth Earth. Neat. Uh, Vernal is a fairy of seedlings and haze. It's a duck. It's adorable. Uh, Earth fairy level three, four hundred attack and defense. You can only use the first effect of this card's name once per turn. One, if you discard this card in one other monster or a Vernalizer Fairy card, add an Earth Fairy monster from your deck to your hand, except Vernalize, except another copy of itself. Then you can special summon Earth Monster from your graveyard. Also, you can activate monster effects the rest of this turn, except Earth Monsters. Great effect. That is amazing. It is very good. Um, it, yeah, yeah, it's two out of hand, but then you search and special summon. So you and you can also special summon the thing you discarded if if you discard an Earth Monster. Um, so it's, it's a one for one, like all the rest of them. Uh, two, all monsters on the field lose 600 attack, except Vernalizer Fairies. Uh, and then lastly, we have a new field spell, Flower Bloom of the Vernalizer Fairy field spell. You can only use the second and third effect of this card's name used once per turn. One, all monsters you control gain 1000 attack while you control five or more earth monsters. Makes all the Vernalizers big. Uh, one, uh, two, but you can banish a Vernalizer Fairy and Flower Buds from your hand or graveyard, Spush Summon Vera the Vernalizer Fairy Goddess from your deck. Let's you just cheat out the, the goddess for free. Yes. Basically, not for free, but you know what I mean. Three, 
If a Vernalized Fairy monster is special summoned from your graveyard, you can target one monster on the field or in either graveyard, return to the hand. So, if your opponent's got, like, a Garnet in their grave... Like, like if your opponent... Funnily enough, if your opponent had something like, I don't know, last format of Celestial, you could return the Celestial to their hand? Yes. Oh, I'd probably return the Dasher instead. Just put a brick in their hand. Yeah, yeah, put a brick in that they already used up back in their hand. Uh, particularly if it's, a, if it's a brick with a graveyard effect. Or you can return one of your Vernalizer or Fairies back to your hand to recycle it. Seems pretty... Uh, pretty. What's what I'm looking for? Pretty uh, versatile for an effect, an effect. Oh, definitely. Um, especially when you combine it with the previous Vernalizer Fairy cards. Um, who all have effects where you can discard this card and, and then a monster or Vernalizer Fairy card. So you can use uh, your extra spells and traps for discard fodder for that. Yes. Uh, and then on res of the effect, you splash summon an earth monster. And even if your graveyard's empty, it's still, as long as you, if the other monster you discard is an earth monster, like I said, it's still a valid target to special summon off that effect. So even just beginning your turn with activate effect of the duck, uh, of uh, ceilings and haze, discarding it and another vernalizer fairy, um... You'll get your search and then special summon that other Vernalizer Fairy. You haven't even normal summoned yet, by the way. And then if you add another Vernalizer Fairy, if you have another monster discard, activate that effect, discard. This is this deck has a lot of potential. Oh yeah, definitely. Um I, I've done I've done a lot of like just kind of reading the cards and seeing how they kind of chain together. My biggest issue at the moment is figuring out how to make everything cohesive. If that makes sense? Into, right. Yeah. Trying to figure out the specific lines and, and into what inboards. Right. All right. Next, we have some more Draco Slayer cards. Oh, no. Yep. So first card is a is Ignis Phoenix, the Draco Slayer. Level four fire warrior pendulum effect monster. 1700 attack, 1900 defense. Pendulum scale of seven. So pendulum effect. You can only use the pendulum effect of this card's name once per turn. One during your main phase, you can shuffle one face-up pendulum monster from your extra deck into the deck, then add one Draco Slayer or Ignite monster from your deck to your hand except the pendulum monster. Monster effect. This card is always treated as an Ignite card. You can only use the monster effect of this card's name once per turn. One. If this card on the field is destroyed by battle or card effect, you can special summon one Draco Slayer or Ignite monster from your deck, except Ignis Phoenix, the Draco Slayer. And if you do, it is treated as a tuner. Please note, this card appears to be a combination of Ignis Heat, the true Draco Warrior, and Ignition Phoenix. Yep. Next we have Majesty Pegasus, the Draco Slayer. This is a level 4 wind spellcaster pendulum effect monster, 15-15 on the stats, and a pendulum scale of 2. It's pendulum effect. You can only use the pendulum effect of this card's name once per turn. One, if you have a Draco Slayer or Magispector card in your other pendulum zone, you can add one Draco Slayer pendulum monster with a different original name from your deck to your hand, and then you can destroy one card in your pendulum zone. Monster effect. This card is always treated as a Magispector card. You can only use the second monster effect of this card's name once per turn. One, quick effect. You can discard this card. Until the end of this turn, your opponent cannot target Draco Slayer monsters you control with card effects. Also, they cannot be destroyed by your opponent's card effects. Two, if this card is pendulum summoned or special summoned by a Draco Slayer's card effect, you can add one field spell from your deck to your hand, then discard one card. You just get terraforming and then you discard a card. That's beefy. It's pretty cool. No, this card appears to be a combination of Majesty Maiden, the true Draco uh, caster, and Majesty's Pegasus. Yep, and next we have Dynamite Powerload, the Draco Slayer. 
is a level 4 water machine pendulum effect monster 1718 on the stats. Pendulum scale of 6. Pendulum effect. You can only use a pendulum effect of this card's name once for turn 1. You can target one Draco Slayer or Dynamist card in, you, in your other pendulum zone. Special summon it. Monster effect. This card is always treated as a Dynamist card. You can only use the monster effect of this card's name once per turn. 1. If this card is tribute summoned, you can add one face-up Draco Slayer or Dynamist Pendulum Monster from your extra deck to your hand, except Dino Might Power Load the Draco Slayer. Note, this card appears to be a combination of Dynamite Knight, the tr true Draco Fighter, and Dynamic Power Load. And the last card, Dragonic Pendulum, Field Spell. You can only use the second and third effects of this card's name each once per turn. 1. All Draco Slayer monsters on the field gain 300 attack and defense. 2. If a Dragon Draco Slayer monster you control activates its effect, you can target one card on the field and destroy it. 3. If this card on the field is destroyed, you can take one Draco Slayer or Draco Dracoverlord monster from your deck and either add it to your hand or special summon it. Note, this card is referencing Draconic Diagram. Alright. Cool. And that'll wrap us up for the new cards. They're all fine. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I'm just really excited for the Vernalizer Fairies. Oh, I know. <laughs> All right, so before we go any farther, we're going to take just a quick, quick, quick moment to thank our sponsor, ETB Games. ETB Games is, of course, our locals in Alexandria, Louisiana, and they are a one-stop shop for everything that you need for the card games that you love. They have, of course, all of your singles and sealed product. They have your accessories like deck boxes, sleeves, binders, playmats, etc. They also have Dragon Shield products. And, of course, you can also get everything that you need for the board games and tabletop games that you love you can get figurines paint for them you can get the book guide books you can get the big tabletop mats whatever you need for those games so be sure to check out etb games in alexandria louisiana their link is in the description down below and if you're interested in their monthly etb battle city day Yu-Gi-Oh tournament this month's will be on june 25th and it will be an edison tournament so if you want to come, please come and check it out. Me and Caleb should both be there. And with that said, let's get on into our next segment. So this segment is a little bit different. We want to cover the process of buying and selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards. So a lot of people, like we, we say this a lot, we, we have a lot of newer players in the listener base. And what a lot of people don't really understand about Yu-Gi-Oh! is the secondary market. Now, we're not saying that's a bad thing. But it's something that you really probably yes. should know something about. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. If you don't know, it, it, it's fine. It, it is what it is. Here's the information for you. All right. So, first thing we want to cover is the process of acquiring cards, right? Mm -hmm. I would say that there's four major ways to acquire a card that you want or are looking for or need. And Caleb, what would you say the four ways to get them are? Uh, let's see. Based on the way I think you think, you, it would probably it would probably be something along the lines of, oh, I don't know, buying packs, yep. um, OTS stores, yep. trading, and online purchases. Yep, that is exactly correct. So the first thing to think about here is buying packs. So... The thing about packs is, and sealed product in general, that unless you are guaranteed the card that you need out of that product, like the old tens from two thousand, from the early two thousand tens, right? Or even more recent examples might be something along the lines of the Dual Devastator, yes, or structure decks, especially structure decks. Absolutely. 
if it's not a guaranteed set list of cards, then the product is going to be a little bit crustier just by nature. Yeah, because at that point you're gambling, trying to exactly trying to get what you're, what you're looking for. But you probably end up with a bunch like you're probably end up with a bunch of stuff that you don't need that you can just trade for the thing you need. Right. That's getting in something altogether separate. But then you're still end up with probably a lot of stuff that's just going to sit in your bulk for ever, forever, literally forever. There are cards that are specifically designed to sit in people's bulk boxes for the rest of eternity. Sure does feel like that. So if you need a specific card, I would not recommend purchasing sealed product to get it unless it is guaranteed in that product. Now, that being said, if you're looking for like, let's say you're looking for the sword soul stuff right just any sword soul card right then buying sealed product might be a little bit better just due to the fact that you're that you know out of one pack you might get three or four different things that you're looking for right you know but then there's that trade-off of you might also not get any of it yeah and i would say that if you're interested in a swath of cards from a particular set first of all it's probably still cheaper to buy those cards online Oh, yeah. But if you do want the thrill of buying sealed product, first of all, never buy sealed product if you if money's too tight for you or anything like that. Don't ever put yourself in a bad position. Say like, oh, well, I've got $20 and I need these three or four cards. And I know they come in this set so I can get four booster packs and that'll cover like taxes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. What if you don't get any of them? Exactly. Yeah, like, and then those four cards are like 15 bucks. You're saving five bucks by just going online and buying them, which we will get into buying online in, in, in a in moment. A bit. Yeah. yeah. I would say personally to me that unless you, like, a good example is last year's Maximum Gold Eldorado. I wanted not just like a couple of cards in that set. I wanted a lot of cards in that set. Oh my God, there's a lot of good cards in that set. Or this year's Ghost from the Past too. There wasn't just a couple of cards. I didn't want just the Ghost Rares. I wanted Dugaris the Timeless. You know, I, I wanted... The uh, Tenny Ultras. Ex- exactly, all of the Tenny Ultra Rare cards. I mean, I've got a whole stack of cards here that I pulled from Ghost from the Past, and there's a ton of stuff in here that I like. I wanted a Necroworld Banshee. I wanted some Crystal Beast Rainbow Dragons. I wanted, you know, Rise of Mega Monarchs, Chimera Tech Fortresses, Dragoobleon, yeah. Sky Century Cal... Cal-, Cal-, Cal- Sky-, mm, Sky Cavalry Centuria. Yeah. You know, Deco Talker Heat Soul. There's just... There was a bunch of things in here that I wanted, so it made sense for me to get those, even yeah. though I got mine from prize winnings. Regardless... I was probably going to think about just buying a display of it anyway. Because there's just so much that I want. Yeah, oh yeah. Stuff that's not chase cards. Oh yeah. You know? Now, the second... Now, the best way, in my opinion, and you'll probably agree with me on this, to get cards, is just buying them online. But, you gotta go to specific places. And, I, I'll i be honest, I would not even say buying them online. I, I, I think from an ease and best price point yes but i think if i had to say the number one thing that people should try to do first to acquire a card is go to your local ots store and either try to get the card from your local ots store or ask if they'll even order it for you because sometimes they'll do that yes that is a thing that some ots stores will do if you say hey i want to buy this card i'm willing to pay full tcg player retail on it 
just if you order it for me from TCG Player, because sometimes there might be a little bit of a markup, but it helps support your store. But most are not going to do that. But it's you know if if you really want to find a way to support your store and you're willing to pay a little bit more for the card to support your store, then it's not a terrible idea. Yeah. Now, like now, if you're looking for a singular specific card, the way I normally go about it is I hit up my friends first, see if they have copies of it. Yep. That they're willing to part with. Then I go to uh, my OTS, which is, you know which is ETB over in Alexandria, Louisiana. Yeah. Um, <laughs> little shameless plug there. Um. And then I ask the people there. Well, you know, I'll go there in time and ask if they have it. If not, right. cool. I'll go up and ask the actual store itself. Yes. And then if they don't have it. Then, as a last resort, you check online. Yes, uh, and we'll get into web websites we trust for that kind of thing later. Right, but I would say check out your OTS, check out their singles, check out their sealed product. Just try to support your local OTS because at the end of the day, that's a pretty much one of the most important things that you can do is supporting your local OTS stores. And a lot of OTSs, um, it's like let's say you go, go up and you look in their display case and they don't have it. A lot of them have like a ledgered list of everything that they have in their yes. bulk. I've never seen a ledgered list of bulk, but they will all, if you ask them to see their bulk, let you go through their bulk. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They'll have, oh yeah. A lot of them will have like boxes of like, okay, here are the cards are like a dollar. Here's like the $5 cards and they'll gladly let you sit there and, sh- and go through and see what you can find. Right. So I, I personally am a big fan of OTSs. I can usually find what I need at the local OTS. But if I don't, then the next step is ordering online. Now, ordering online for Yu-Gi-Oh cards is something that you have to be a little careful of. If you're a returning player that's been out of the game for years, like we were out of the game for eight, about close to eight, seven, seven years, something like that, when we got back in. Let's just say eight years to be safe. Right. And when we left the game, TCG player was not a thing. Our options were Amazon and Troll and Toad. Pretty much. There might have been... I, I think you could also get some things on ARG around that time. Not a lot, though. ARG was a little bit more limited, in my opinion. Or eBay. You could also do eBay. Yeah, yeah. eBay, you're a real hit and miss. But In my opinion, I... Right now, the two places that you can buy cards... Well, three, really. So you can buy from either TCG Player, which is my preferred buying place... Mm-hmm. For multiple reasons. Yes. Or you can buy from eBay, which is the next best thing. Wait, c- most because now eBay's got a lot more... Buyer protections. Yeah, by, that they did not have when we were playing back in the, you know... Back or, in the gap. Yeah, or back in the early 2010s. Um, so, if you ordered a near... Like, let's say you ordered a near mint first ed secret dad, they could just send you the structure deck super and you had no recourse. Right, so for us, it was kind of ingrained in us not to use eBay. But these days, eBay is actually a pretty reputable source. The best thing to do is type in the set code of the exact card you're looking for, and usually it'll just pull up that exact card. And I would say that if you're even in a store and you're doing trading, just pull up TCG Player or eBay on your on your phone. So you can kind of get the idea, okay, this card's worth, like, the card I have is worth about $5.00. The card I'm looking to trade for from my, from my friend or whoever I'm trading with, it's worth about six. It's like a one dollar disparage there, but a lot right. of people just kind of shrug at a dollar. Exactly. Or be like, well, can I have this little twenty cent card you got sitting there, and we'll call it even. Right. Exactly. That's called a throw-in. 
yeah, throw-ins can make or break a deal. So I would say TCG player would be my first option. eBay would be my second because sometimes, a lot of times, you can actually get the card cheaper on eBay than you can on TCG Player. Because I find that sellers on eBay are willing to price their cards a little bit more aggressively. Partially, I think that's because that's people just trying to get rid of them. As opposed to trying to get money to put back into the game. Yes, I think that TCG Player is more... I think eBay is more individuals and TCG Player is more businesses that are selling their cards as a product versus somebody just trying to dump and offload some cards to get something else yeah so and and not don't get by a lot you know on ebay like like a you know just a lot of like 50 cards where you can just it can be anything yeah try to buy actual individual cards unless unless they have a picture of the lot and you can see all the cards in it and you're like okay i need like half of that stuff Yes, that's, that's the one. A little ex- bit different. That's the one exception because you know what you're getting, but you also have to be careful on eBay. Cross reference the two. You know, you you don't want to buy a card that's listed for two dollars on eBay, but it got bought out on TCG Player to twenty eight. You know, exactly, and vice versa. So, be diligent. Do your research. Get all of the cards that you need from at a decent price. And I would say personally. Like I said, I'm more of a TCG player person. I swear it's not just because we have an affiliate link. But for me, TCG player is... They're so much more focused on cards. And eBay does have an authentic authentication service where the seller sells, sends the card to an authentication center. And the authentication center, they authentify it. You get a certificate of authentication. All of that. It, it comes very secure when it gets to you. And that's a great service. I just have a lot more experience with TCG, so I'm more comfortable with TCG. Yeah, which is entirely fair, because the vast majority of the cards that I've ever ordered were much cheaper over on TCG Player. Right, right. And, of course, the third website, I assume, is Amazon. Yes. That's no, what? no, the third no. the third website, I would not order. I don't. I do not consider Amazon a... Reputable card distributor. Vendor, right. Yeah. I, I, Amazon is not somewhere I would go for cards these days. No. But I would go to online marketplaces. Reddit has YGO Marketplace. Yes. We have an online we have a marketplace within our Discord server. You can find tons of Facebook marketplaces for various things. So I would definitely check out online marketplaces. A lot of times people will sell on those marketplaces at 80 or 85% of TCG lowest verified value because they don't have to pay the TCG player fees. So they're willing yeah. to come off it a little cheaper. And then as far as selling is concerned, I would say that selling is kind of something you have to be careful with because you don't want to offload and sell a bunch of cards that you might end up needing later. Or you don't want to offload and sell a bunch of cards that maybe they're not really expensive right now, but in like, yeah. three months they might be. Like right now, I, I would be picking up Totally Awesomes. Because in three months, I'm going to be selling totally awesomes. Oh, yeah, no, because supplies are going to explode and the deck itself is totally awesome. So, <laughs> honestly, they also could have put totally awesome in that OTS pack. But they they could have, but they didn't. Maybe the next one. Yeah. So, I would just say, personally, for me, if I'm selling cards, 
my first thought is to go on TCG player and sell and list a bunch of cards on TCG player, which I do all the time. I have a TCG player seller account and I list cards on that. But I would also say that in, you can also sell on eBay, but your best bet might be going to your locals. As long as your, as long as your local game store does actually allow you to buy and sell cards within the shop from individuals because a lot don't you know they want you if you're going to be buying cards to buy it from the shop and i mean it's which is fair yeah it's it's their it is their business they can do whatever they want that is entire and i'm not saying that being the now when i say that i'm not saying that as a oh well i guess no i'm like no it that 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 is just a fact Right, and, and if you're at a Konami event, you can't like a regional or YCS, yep. and you get caught buying, selling, or buying or selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards, you can get banned. So mm-hmm. be very careful at official Konami events. But I would say my first thought when selling cards is to I, first of all, I price all of my cards based off TCG lowest verified, so the little gold star, and then from there, I would personally. I would go in and mark my cards at 85% of TCG player price if I'm selling in an online marketplace like Facebook or the Reddit. Y- YGO marketplace on Reddit or even in our Discord server. If I'm selling cards, I price them at 85% of TCG as far as selling. If I'm trading, it's a it's just a value swap. So Yeah. But I would say that... As far as selling, that's your number one bet. I would not sell to a card shop. Usually, if you sell them for cash, you only get 40 to 50% of the actual value of the cards that you're selling to them. Now, some places will do like 80% if you're doing in-store credit. Right. And that's very different. But Especially if you're already planning on buying stuff from them anyway. Yeah, if you're planning on spending $200 and you don't mind trading in 250 and they're giving really good credit, then by all means, it's not bad. I've done it many times. I worked with vendors. I worked with the side deck vendors at both the Kenner, Louisiana Regional and YCS Charlotte. And I I did really well. They were paying close to 80%. And I did really well trading with them. I got rid of a bunch of cards that I did just did not need anymore. So I'm pretty... That's how I would go about selling cards i would mostly try to sell on you know reputable websites like tcg player or ebay but at the end of the day the main thing you need to make sure of is that you're pricing all of your cards appropriately you don't want to be out here gouging people to death you don't want to be out here doing that it gives you a bad name what you want to do is make good fair deals that way you get repeat customers you get more people saying hey yeah you need a card just go see them you know they They'll cut you a good deal on it. Oh, yeah. That's uh, my philosophy. Yeah. Now, like, me personally, one way that I really do, like, that I personally really help with the trading is if my, like, the person I'm trading with doesn't really know the value of their card, I'll look it up and show them on my phone. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, like, look, man, this is what you got. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that many times as well. And I know that a lot of people might think that that's just crazy to do. But... I mean, I, I would want the I, w- I would want them to do that for me. Exactly, I, I would want everything to be done in the interest of fairness, especially on a trade. So, Caleb, anything to add? 
No, no, I pretty much cut everything outside of the, you know, just treat people how you would like to be treated. Pretty much. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Again, if you're on YouTube and you enjoyed the content, be sure to give us a quick subscribe. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening, just go ahead, drop a follow, and tell a friend. Let you know, Spread the word. We love doing this, and we love all of the communities that has been built, all of the, just in general. We love you guys. So... Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. And until next time, have a great week, everyone. Take care, everybody. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.